It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And right about this time, the turkey's on the table. You have cranberry stuffing, pumpkin pie, apple pie, and so much more as you are celebrating Thanksgiving, sitting down with your friends, your family, and truly giving thanks. And this week for show number 126, for the week of November 26, 2015, we have all kinds of fun lined up as we are celebrating Thanksgiving all show long with all kinds of fun as we are welcoming None other than Carlos Alz Rocky here to the show. Now, Carlos, you may recognize that name from a variety of different things, from Reno 911, Rocco's Modern Life, yes, the Taco Bell dog, as well as Panchito from the Three Caballeros. He's also on Sophia the First, Sheriff Cali, Handy Manny, and so much more. And Carlos is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what it's like doing voice acting, being part of many of these classics that have been passed on to generations, including Happy Feet. Inside Out, and many others that I've already named. He's also going to talk about his stand-up comedy and what's on the horizon, and also what's he thankful for this Thanksgiving weekend. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. We have Nathan taking that look back at what just happened this week in Disney history. We also can be thankful that we're going to have another Blu-ray and DVD to add to our collection as we have Jason digging deep into the vault. And we have Paige, who's fresh heading off to the Magic Kingdom for the Disney College program, as she's going to bring you another magical music review. We have Randy taking that look into what's happening in the digital side with digital multimedia. And on top of all of that, we also have the D-Team stopping in all show long with just what are they thankful for. The D-Team's going to be stopping in not only with their signature segments, but also sharing with you what they're thankful for this Thanksgiving weekend. We also have news hot off the D-Wire, all kinds of fun, magic, memories, and so much more as we're getting ready to splice open the turkey, have some fun. So before I jump into the show this week, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members and spend it on what else? All of those fantastic souvenirs. So definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, Thanksgiving is here. We're all bowing our heads, thankful for so many different things, from friends, family, neighbors, all of those people that have touched your life. We are all part of Ohana. And let me tell you, or actually I will tell you later on in the show, the D-Team is definitely part of my Ohana as well. So all VD heads, with that said, let's officially kick off show number 126 for the week of November 26, 2015, as we're gearing up for Carlos Al's Rocky stopping in here, cutting the turkey, having some cranberries, and of course, one of my favorite, the dessert and the pie. So let's officially kick it off with no better way than with Bean Crosby telling us what we should be thankful for. Be right back, all VD heads. (laughs) 
got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got a great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for. No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got eyes to see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. To see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, buy them all, five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron. I wanted to share with you what I am thankful for this year. Thankful for my family and for their health. Thankful for my friends I have in my life. I'm also thankful for my second family, the D-Team. It's nice to have like-minded people that understand you and have your back. And as always, I am thankful for you D-Heads that listen to the show and give me an outlet for my Disney obsession. Hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and gets to spend time with the ones they love. And no Thanksgiving is complete without the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, watching a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, watching football, and of course, eating way too much. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Perfect stage for 300 singing, dancing, theater-loving kids from all over the U.S. under the artistic direction of choreographer Tony Pirisi. Performing, I believe, a new Christmas song written by Macy's own Bill Skimmerhorn and Wesley Watley. Here is Camp Broadway with the always inspiring Kermit the Frog.
makes a miracle What makes a Christmas dream come true How can a man in red Now change the world I thought I knew How can there be miracles If hearts are filled with doubt It's time I leave my doubt behind And find what life's about I believe in a wondrous place He calls the imagination I believe in his childhood world of hope And celebration I believe in the miracle of love I believe in Santa Claus It's no easy feat on a city street To touch a furry heart But in my heart the dream begins And the miracle will start Thanksgiving, Santa. Hey, this is Carlos Alas Rocky. I was Rocco on Rocco's Modern Life. Mr. Weed on the Family Guy. Did you cock your tail on Pilly on And I'm also the star of Elena of Avalor. I play Skyler. Let's go, Elena. And you might know me as Narl, the troll from Elena, from R.D. Sophia, the first two, and King Magnus, and Baby, and Theo Tortuga from Sheriff Cali. I do a lot of things, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 126. For the week of November 26, 2015, none other than Thanksgiving. That's right, we have a fun, jam-packed show. As you already can tell, we're all thankful for something here at the show, and the team's going to be stopping in all show long with what they're thankful for as we gear up for our very special guest to celebrate the holidays with us, Carlos Alizraki. Yes, from Reno 911, Rocco's Modern Life, Sophia the First, Handy Manny, Phineas and Ferb, Fairly Odd Parents, Panchito in the House of Mouse, The Disney Parks, Book of Life, Inside Out, Happy Feet, Sheriff Callie, The Taco Bell Dog, Stand-Up Comedian, and the list could go on and on. As Carlos is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what he's thankful for, his upcoming roles, some of his favorite moments, and many other stories from Carlos's life. In addition, as I already mentioned, we have the D-Team here. They're going to be stopping in all show long with what they're thankful for for this wonderful holiday, whether that's friends, family, food, you name it. 
the D team is going to be stopping in, and they're also going to be stopping in with their signature segments. Yes, no show would be complete without that. We're thankful that Aaron is going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. We have Nathan, Caitlin, Paige, Jason, and Randy all stopping in, and all kinds of news hot off D-Wire. We have a fun Thanksgiving show here lined up for you this week. So as you're sitting down, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is coming to an end. You need something extra, and that's why you're listening to us to celebrate the holidays. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to connect you up with our fun, quirky lifetime of Disney show for all of you to enjoy. And remember, you can always subscribe to our shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, and more just by subscribing right there and get the latest shows on your device to enjoy, listen to, and have that lifetime of Disney. Disney in your ears instantly. And remember, you can find all of these right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off the D-wire, and let's talk about something that's good, and the good dinosaur. That's right, Walt Disney Records is releasing the Good Dinosaur original motion picture soundtrack with the score composed by Michael and Jeff Dana. Now, Disney Pixar's The Good Dinosaur is featuring an original score by Academy Award-winning composer Michael Dana and Emmy-nominated composer Jeff Dana. Now, the soundtrack is available as of this week, and it's directed by Peter Sohn and produced by Dennis Ream, who's also produced Cars 2. Now, Disney Pixar's The Good Dinosaur has opened in theaters on the 25th of this month. Now, as Peter Sohn has said, The Good Dinosaur takes Arlo and the audience on an emotional journey of self-discovery. Now, filmmakers opted to tell the story in a new way, relying less on dialogue while leaning into the power of nature, compelling characters, and music that captures the imagination. It's a dinosaur movie, so the music needs to be big. And that's what Peter Sohn has said. He also stated, it's also that classic boy and his dog story, embarking on a journey home, that calls for a certain sensitivity to embrace all of your emotions. Now, Michael and Jeff are brilliant artists when it comes to setting up a theme that can be sweet and hopeful in one moment and strong and powerful in the next. And they do it in a very unique way. Now, Pixar sets the bar for many animation, as Michael Dana has stated, and they wanted to do something different, blending traditional instrumental along with melody-centered approaches to alternative world music instruments. As they have stated, we draw from everywhere, historically and geographically, to help tell this story. Now, the Good Dinosaur motion picture soundtrack is available as of this week from Walt Disney Records, and you can find more about it on Facebook.com slash Disney Music. You can also find them on Twitter.com slash Disney Music and purchase it at the DisneyMusicStore.com. Now, pushing right along there with Thanksgiving here, that's one of those things that everyone's moving into Christmas right away. And all of you that celebrated Christmas before Thanksgiving, shame on you. Because let Thanksgiving have its moments to go first. But 
with Christmas in the wings, how about the 2015 National Christmas Tree Lighting to star Miss Piggy as their special guest? Yes, Miss Piggy, star of ABC's The Muppets, will make a special appearance during the 2015 National Christmas Tree Lighting presented by the National Park Service and the National Park Foundation. Now, the official charity of America's number one national parks has set out to see who could help out with the 2015 National Christmas Tree Lighting. Now, an international celebrity, television and feature film star, and best-selling author, supermodel, and fashion icon, none other than Miss Piggy is going to help kick off the holiday season with the 93rd Annual National Christmas Tree Lighting on Thursday, December 3rd, 2015 at President's Park, which is the White House. Now, the event can be seen on public television throughout the month of December. Now, for broadcast times, you got to check your local listings for when they're going to have the National Christmas Tree Lighting right there, or you can check out the website at thenationaltree.org. Now, as Miss Piggy has stated in her official press release, I am so thrilled to be part of the National Christmas Tree Lighting. I hear this year's tree will be almost as bright and shiny and dazzling and beautiful as moi. Now you can keep up with the National Christmas Tree on Twitter and many of their Facebook pages as well. Who would have thought that the National Christmas Tree Lighting would have its own Twitter feed? But you can also follow the hashtag NCTL2015 on all social media. Now, one of the things that most people don't realize is the American holiday tradition was started by President Calvin Coolidge in 1923. Now, the National Christmas Tree Lighting is a great example of countless ways that there are to find your parks that were launched in 2015 in the Find Your Parks campaign. Now, celebrating the National Park Service and the centennial, it set the stage for the service's next 100 years at hashtag FindYourPark. Now, the Walt Disney Company, including Disney and ABC Television Group, which is home of television's The Muppets, it's the premier network that is supporting the Find Your Park movement and a lead sponsor in the National Park Foundation Open Outdoors for Kids program, aiming to get a half a million kids into national parks by 2017. Now, if you want to find out more about this, you can definitely check out thenationaltree.org, also nationalparks.org. Now, pushing right along here, let's get into sci-fi, universe, and no, I'm not talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special, but I am talking about something just as fun, and how about her universe debuting dozens of all-new fangirl fashions exclusively online for the holidays and, of course, Black Friday. Now, shopping for that special fangirl this holiday season, as many of you are, her universe, the groundbreaking fangirl fashion company, has made a way of gift-giving a little bit easier with all-new dozens of sweaters, t-shirts, dresses, and more from Star Wars, Marvel, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and many others, including everybody's favorite, the newest little robot, BB-8, and the Force Awakens merchandise. Now, as they have released the holiday season, Cozy is Key, said her universe founder, actress, and voice star of Star Wars The Clone Wars, none other than Ashley Eckstein. When it's cold outside, I just want to be warm and comfortable. We went on a search to find the softest sweatshirts possible, and I'm proud to say that we found them. Then we put them in geeky images and promise that you will love these sweatshirts until spring. And some of the sweatshirts that they do have are fantastic, I have to say. You know, if I was a female, I'd have to get the Star Wars caroling one. It has Luke, Han, Chewie, and Princess Leia all singing Christmas carols right there on the sweater. Doesn't get better than that. Now, the chief executive officer of the Araka Group has stated, we have added so many great new designs for fangirls to add to their wardrobe this holiday season. There is something for everyone. Whether you're buying it as a gift for someone or yourself, they have you covered. Now, you can get a variety of different great deals that they are having, including 60% off select items, free U.S. shipping on certain orders above $25, and so much more. 
Now, if you want to find out more about this, definitely check it out at heruniverse.com. Now, since we are talking about uh, the holiday season and pushing into that, how about Disney Springs celebrating its first holiday season? Yes, Disney Springs has now received a sprinkle of holiday magic as the shopping and entertainment location is transformed into festive wonderland for the holiday season. Now, we all know that it has officially changed from downtown Disney to Disney Springs, and they're going to have a variety of different things. From unique Disney Springs neighborhoods, holidays at Disney Springs is going to dazzle guests. They have all kinds of new holiday decor. The marketplace decor has guests feeling right at home with wreaths, handmade trees, and many other items. Now the landing is all decked out a bit more in illustrious style with silver and gold decor amidst the glittering holiday lights, and it's a slight modern flair with metallic decorations that fit the theme of the industrial neighborhood. Now when it comes to holiday entertainment, in addition to the Yuletide decor, Disney Springs is treating guests to all kinds of special entertainment and offerings throughout the neighborhoods this season. The marketplace is filled with sights and sounds of the holiday season as holiday carolers are going to perform some of the favorite Christmas tunes from 6 to 10 p.m. each evening from November 13th through December 30th. Now, the Marketplace Holiday Celebration is going to continue with a special Kwanzaa musical group that will be at the Waterside State from the 26th to the 27th of December as well. Now, also at the Marketplace, guests can visit Santa Claus to share their Christmas wish and many other things. Now, they're also going to have things going on at the Waterview Park Landing, and it's going to give guests a chance to learn about experiences to celebrate Hanukkah through music. Now, in addition to jolly music offerings, guests will also be astounded by a holiday stilt walkers appearing throughout Disney Springs from 6 to 10 p.m. each evening, the 13th through the 30th. There's a variety of other things going on. Of course, you always have your shopping where you have D-Tech, the Disney Store, so many other items. You have dining with Fulton's Crab House, Portobello Country Italian, Wolfgang Puck Express, Planet Hollywood, Raglan Road, Wolfgang Puck Cafe, and many others. So definitely check it out. Disney Springs celebrating its very first Christmas season. Now, moving away from the parks, let's get into the Disney Channel and something that I bow my head and I'm pretty sad about, and I know D-Team Aaron is just as sad about, and how about Gravity Falls is now going to be gone forever. Now, all of you know how sad I am, especially since I was a dipper for Halloween this season. Now, Alex Hirsch, the creator of Disney XD's Gravity Falls, revealed on social media this week that the last two episodes for Gravity Falls that aired are the final two in the series. In a Tumblr post, he said, There's no easy way to say it, so I'm just going to say it. Gravity Falls is coming to an end. There are only two episodes left, Weird Again Part 2, Escape from Reality, and Weird Again 3, which will be the hour-long series finale. Now, after that, Gravity Falls, as we know it, will be over forever. Now, I myself, I love this show. My kids love this show. It's something that's unique. It doesn't talk down to kids. It's fun. It's odd. It's quirky. Now, the animated show, which debuted on the Disney Channel in 2012, before relocating to Disney XD in August of 2012, revolves around Dipper and Mabel, who are twins who live with their great-uncle Stan in the town of Gravity Falls, Oregon. Now, the series has been successful and drew Disney's XD's largest audience ever for a regular series broadcast in Live Plus 3 when the show had its mid-season debut in July. Now, Hirsch made a point to clarify that he's wrapping up the show on his own terms, as opposed to the show being canceled. So he is doing this on his own. As he has officially stated, this is 100% my choice. And it's something I decided a very long time ago. I've always designed Gravity Falls to be a finite series with one epic summer series with a beginning and an end. Now, there's so many shows that go on endlessly and they lose their sight of their original spark, or the mysteries are canceled before they ever get a chance to pay off. 
that's all he wrote, folks, and that's the way it's going to be. So we can all say Gravity Falls, goodbye. It's going to be goodbye forever. So all of you D-heads, with that said, yes, this is the shortest news I've probably had in quite some time, but it's not the last you heard of me. I'm going to be stopping back a few more times throughout the show. We have a lot more fun. I have a special wish that I want to put out there for all of you, the D-heads, the D-team, and many others for this Thanksgiving. So I have something special uh, you know, lined up here. And we're gearing up for Carlos Alas Rocky stopping in. Yes, you know him from so many different things, as I've already mentioned. Stand-up comedian, Taco Bell dog, Panchito, Happy Feet, you name it. He has been in so many different things. Lots of fun on the horizon. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. You have questions, he has answers, Aaron's going to answer all those questions, and I want to know. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 from Caitlin. This week in Disney history with Nathan, we have Paige stopping in with the Magical Music Review, Randy with Disney Multimedia, Jason digging deep into the vault, and so much more, as we have a lot to be thankful for on this special holiday weekend. So with all of that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. But before I do that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All of those fantastic Disney souvenirs. So definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com the official sponsor of this radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins. We're going to continue on. Try not to eat too much turkey. Enjoy the parades. Sit back. Enjoy our show. It is far from being over. Happy Thanksgiving as we press on for show number 126 for the week of November 26, 2015. Gobble, gobble, all of you D-heads. What a splendid evening. What a lovely feast. There's food enough to calm the most ferocious of beasts. I wonder why we were worried. And scurried all around. Looking for the very thing that we've already found. Friends, near and far away, sharing all today. Gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day a Thanksgiving day. There's so much more than more here. It's, it's all together true. And being all together is the best thing to do. <laughs> With friends, near and far away, sharing all today, gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. Make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. It was a most thankful day for Winnie the Pooh and friends, for of all the things they had, or ever might, the grandest one of all was the gift of friendship.
Heads, I want to take a quick moment just to say thank you for listening to Diz Radio and all the great celebrities that we had this year. I just want to take a moment just to reflect on this year and how blessed I've been just by being fortunate with a job, having a house, able to have food on the table. Yes, there's a lot of people out there who are going through difficult times right now. I'd like to think about the wonderful traditions that I love to enjoy during Thanksgiving holiday. And, and one of my favorite traditions is just grabbing a nice blanket and warm up a hot cup of cocoa and just turn on the Christmas tree light and cuddle up on the couch. Been doing this for many years and very blessed to have with a special someone in my life to enjoy as well. But it's something I like it just to see the warm glowing of the lights on the tree and seeing the all the different ornaments that I forgot I even had. Or like, oh, I got these new ones from the Disney store. I gotta have Fighting Nemo on there and The Lion King. And, and of course, we added Baymax and Olaf being part on the tree this year. For the wonderful dishes this Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to enjoying my sister's homemade cranberry sauce. It's one of my favorites that she made for the last couple years. It's been a traditional favorite within our family. Of course, my grandmother's homemade pumpkin pie. A little whipped cream, oh yeah, and getting all stuff from that and then just sit on the couch, turn on the TV and watch a football game or even Disney classic movies with the family. There's room for everyone in this world If everyone makes some room Won't you move over and share this world Everyone make some room Even a dragon deserves a place A wide open space with no rays No chains He wants to play games Dance with you Give him a chance to sing his song He only wants to belong There's room for everyone in this world Will everyone make some room? Spread out while Elliot gets a crew Fly on his back and zoom Rock him and ride him and line up beside him You'll see how quickly you blend A dragon is just one more stranger in search of a friend From an ant to a bird to a buffalo bird Let them walk and fly and roam Step aside, let them live It's simple to give Like us, they just need a home There's room for everyone in this world Back up and make some room Let's all move over and share this world Everyone make some room Just think how far Ocean goes, the whirling wind blows shore to shore, door to door. Think of the valleys and mountaintops, the earth never stops. So deep, so high, with miles of sky, we all have part of the pie. There's room for everyone in this world. Will everyone make some room? Spare this 
This is Helen Reddy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone's ready for a big turkey day. There's nothing better than family, food, and football. Hope everyone has a great holiday. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. First question is from Rachel Birchmore, and she writes, Aaron, I want to know, my question for you has to do with the Disney holidays and Thanksgiving. Is anything done for the day at the parks or in movies or specials? Just curious, since it seems it's just Christmas. Well, sometimes it seems like Thanksgiving is a forgotten holiday. Disney Park goes from Halloween to Christmas. However, there are several restaurants that serve a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, but reservations are needed far in advance. As far as movies, Squanto A Warrior's Tale closes the movie with the first Thanksgiving. Moving on to TV specials, a Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving was released in 1998. The episode was released on Seasons of Giving in a direct-to-video Winnie the Pooh film in 1999. Several Disney TV shows have had Thanksgiving episodes. Bear in the Big Blue House, Good Luck Charlie, Henry Huggle Monster, House of Mouse, and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody to name a few. Though it's not Disney, no Thanksgiving is complete without watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and of course watching a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Well, our next question is from Yolanda Keene of Massachusetts, and she writes, Diz Radio's Aaron, with holidays fast approaching, is there any place at the parks that offers a good, old-fashioned Thanksgiving dinner? We plan on being there for the big day and was wondering, thank you so much for the last-minute help. While several restaurants offer a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, Disney Dining can help you with specific restaurants and let you know where seating is available. I would recommend Liberty Tree Tavern in the Magic Kingdom. I've heard nothing but good reviews from this meal. I'd love to hear what you think about it or what restaurant you ended up at. Feel free to email me at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Our final question this week is from Fred, and he writes, Disney On Demand, great show and love it. My question for Aaron of the D-Team is about the Disney Christmas special. When did it air, and is it available on DVD? Thank you. Well, the Disney Christmas special aired on ITV in the United Kingdom in 1989, hosted by Chris Tarrant. The show features performances by Tom Jones, Five Star, the Pirates from Peter Pan, and Herbie the Love Bug. Miss Piggy appears in one sequence, arriving by horse-drawn carriage to a royal ball. She dances with several gentlemen attendees as she, sing, as she sings, Someday My Prince Will Come. Among the dancers are Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, to whom Piggy pays no attention. As the sequence goes on, Piggy becomes more aggressive in her search by separating lady dancers from their suitors. As she spies a prince sitting across the room, she runs to him and kisses the unsuspecting man, who then turns into Kermit the Frog. There are some great clips to watch on YouTube, but unfortunately it was never released to DVD. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron 
E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Happy Thanksgiving. And now it's time for another episode of Tales from the Vet. You didn't I? Yes, always. I am Dr. Phil Van Neuter, your friendly veterinarian. <laughs> Come with me now as I open the secret files to the strangest animal stories ever told. What? Get secret files that are so secret they're not even here. Mulch! Uh, mulch, mulch. Where's the secret files? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Too busy, eh? Hmm, let me see. I, Dr. Phil, write on the show, act on the show, schmooze the network, whereas you, Mulch, look after the secret files. Gee, I wonder who has more to do. <laughs> of course you have a lot on your mind. That's because your brain is the size of a walnut. In fact, I had to put another one in your hips just so that you could walk. <laughs> Go get those files. While we're waiting here for Mulch, let me remind you that Mulchy and I will be appearing locally in Under the Yum Yum Tree, a musical romp that the whole family... Oh, 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 oh the secret files! Finally! Let's see, let's see. Oh, yes, yes, yes! Excellent choice! Tonight's episode is the chilling saga of a turkey named Taylor, a turkey who loved Thanksgiving! This Thanksgiving thing is really great. I don't know why the other guy's in a pin bad mouth it. I mean, they give me a nice shave and look at all this food. Yams, pumpkin pie stuffing, and look, they've given me an aromatherapy bath. Sage, rosemary, and oregano. Mmm, <laughs> I smell good enough to eat. Phew, boy, it's getting kind of hot in here, though. Poor, slow-witted Taylor, product of the public school system. He won't be enjoying any leftovers this year because he is the leftovers! Ah! So, until next week, the files are closed! Ah. Oh, yes, yes, all right, so your brain isn't the size of a walnut. It's more like the size of two walnuts! Ah, ah. Slice up the turkey and slap down some mashed potatoes. It's Thanksgiving down here in the vault on Disney On Demand. Hey, it's Jason. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and, of course, to all of our D-Head family. Thanksgiving is a good time to prepare to, of course, be the one to say thank you for all the joy and wonder that you gave for the year. I think it's a great start to the end of the year where we say thank you first and we really get into the true meaning of what goes on at the end of the year. So what does Thanksgiving mean to me? Well, it means gathering with family and friends. And whether your friends are your family and your family are your friends, it doesn't matter because as long as you're together, that's what you should be most thankful for because that's what I'm most thankful for. I'm thankful for being able to have good health to drive up to be with family and friends 
and celebrate one day where food becomes the focal point and not politics or any other bad discussion or bad reality television. Although, granted, that's probably what you're ended up watching when you're in a turkey coma. Or a sporting event between two teams you really don't care about only because that recliner or that corner of the couch is so warm and you're ready to snuggle up to it. So, what am I thankful for? That's one. And two, well, I'm thankful for all of you. For all of the listeners who come in every week and don't mind my mess down here on the vault and enjoy listening to me and the rest of the D-team as we give you a little bit of Disney magic every week. And of course, I'm thankful for my family here at Disney On Demand. Without them, well, my weeks are pretty boring if you think about it. So a good conversation, a good laugh, and well, my family here is as important as well. So from all of us to all of you, a very merry, happy Thanksgiving. This is quite nice. I never expected that. I guess that's what Thanksgiving is really all about. Not expecting things, but just being thankful for what is. You're right, Leonard. And I thank you for that. The blessing, Leonard. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come in off the cold limolene. But when the rain doth chill, our spirits don't sing. We eat at some point. We have a little drink. We live to bob another day. I throw all my allergy pills away. We're here and we're family. Let us all be thankful for that. And gravy. We're here and we're family. Let us all be thankful for that. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. If you haven't downloaded the Shop Disney Parks app, now is the perfect time. With the holidays arriving and Black Friday and Cyber Monday this week, they'll be running special deals through the 30th. The daily deals might feature stocking stuffers, home decor, toys, plush, and more, so make sure to check it out every day. They'll also have free shipping through January 2nd. In other merchandise news, the World of Disney Store at Disney Springs just opened a 6,000 square foot expansion. Not only have they expanded the already largest store on property, but they've also made everything a lot easier to find with updated signage throughout the property. Of course, they never let the details slide, so I can't wait to see some of the decorative features of the expansion, like the stained glass window and painted ceilings featuring characters like Elliot from Pete's Dragon, Jasmine, Aladdin, and the Genie, Hero and Baymax, and Wally and Eve. On top of everything else, they too will be featuring free shipping from their store Thursday the 26th through Sunday the 29th. In other Disney Springs news, the second pedestrian bridge is officially open, connecting the Hotel Plaza Boulevard to the Disney Springs Marketplace. But more importantly, Santa's coming to town. He's stationed in a brand new area, right across from the Ghirardelli Ice Cream and Chocolate Shop. Rather than waiting in a long line to meet the big guy, check in at the podium to join the virtual line. The attending cast member will give you a pager, and when it buzzes, you'll have 10 minutes to make your way back from whatever shopping you've been busy with to join the line and meet Santa. 
While you're in the parks, make sure to indulge in some delicious treats and Epcot's holidays around the world starting November 30th. From sweet tamales in Mexico to frozen peppermint trifles in Norway and honey chocolate baklava in Morocco, plus so much more, you're bound to have a hard time deciding which ones to try. They all sound amazing. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
Hey, this is Mike Gabriel. I'm a Disney director, animator, production designer, story man, character designer. I've done everything there. I've been there 35 years. Uh, I worked on, directed Pocahontas, directed Rescuers Down Under, made a cool short called Lorenzo you might have seen, and uh, production design Wreck-It Ralph, among other things. And I did the corporate logo, too, the, the castle logo with the fireworks and all that. I got to make that. So anyway, I'm so glad to be here at Disney On Demand. <laughs> Hey there, D-Heads. Paige from the D-Team here. As we reach Thanksgiving, I sit and reflect on all that I have in my life. Not possessions like my CDs or books. Not even the pictures that hang on my wall. While these give me pleasure and enjoyment, there is one thing that I can find in all three of these. Memories. Memories of both good and bad moments. Of moments of pure happiness and sadness. Memories of events, places, and people. Memories that I will hold in my heart for the rest of my life. This Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for my family, both immediate and of the heart, for the experiences in my life, both good and bad, and for the memories that are in my heart. They make me who I am today. They are my music, my support system. They are my love. They are my home. Sure, I get much enjoyment from the material items surrounding me, but it's the people, the experiences, and the memories that make me, me. I'm thankful for every moment that God has given me, the moment that I'm in now, and the moments to come. Take some time to reflect on what you are thankful for. From my family to yours, Happy Thanksgiving, D-Head. If I had my wish this Christmas I'd only want one single thing To find the ones who need it What I take for granted And give good days away Like I was Santa To that little girl who's hungry I'd give November 26th Leftover turkey with the family Oh, my jeans would hardly fit I'd like to reach around the world this Christmas time And give her one of my extraordinary, ordinary days I'd give any given Sunday People down and out of faith And pray I wouldn't only Feel this way in December Cause my year's too full of blessing To remember So to the homeless man who's freezing I'd give October 29th First fire of the season My love sitting by my side I'd like to reach around the world This Christmas time And give him one of my Extraordinary, ordinary days And to all the sad and lonely I'd give that Saturday in May 
When the neighbors got together For a barbecue and a softball game I'd like to reach around the world This Christmas time And give them one of my Extraordinary, ordinary days Hi again, D-Heads. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio History with show number 56 of November 2013, featuring someone who is in your pocket, on your table, hooked up to your boombox, or in your cup holder right now. An odd statement to be made, for sure, but not if you're a Siri, Susan C. Bennett herself. Tune in to hear a great interview with her. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to begin in 1892 this time, with Elias Disney, the future father of Walt Disney himself, obtaining a building permit to build a two-story 18-by-28-foot wood cottage on a little plot of land he purchased on Trip Avenue in Chicago. Elias will be able to keep the cost low of this uh, pricey endeavor to about $800 by acting as, as his own contractor and doing much of the construction himself. In 1924, actress Geraldine Page, the voice of Madame Medusa in Disney's 1977 animated The Rescuers, is born in Kirksville, Missouri. In 1938, Disney's short Ferdinand the Bull is released. Narrated by Don Wilson, it told the story of little Ferdinand who would much rather smell the flowers than butt heads with the other animals. In 1962, on Thanksgiving Day, a helium-filled Donald Duck balloon returned to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on a rainy day in New York City. Heavy rains during the parade caused the rim of Donald's hat to fill with water and dump over 50 gallons on top of a few unlucky parade watchers. In 1972, Disney takes part in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on this chilly day in New York. To celebrate the first anniversary of Walt Disney World, giant helium-filled balloons of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck soared overhead. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves take part in the festivities below, riding atop a Disney World castle float, and Peter Pan and Wendy match wits with pirates aboard Captain Hook's ship float. In 1973, Happy Thanksgiving, cold, sunny skies greet another familiar New York City for an annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Herald Square's lineup includes a giant balloon of Mickey Mouse, and the parade is celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney cartoons. Back on the ground, Mickey, Pluto, and Goofy march along with Disney's Circus Wagon float, and Disney is also represented with the Alice in Wonderland float, Hook Ship, and the Disney World Castle float. In 1984, Thanksgiving Day again, a giant balloon of Donald Duck is going to help celebrate his 50th birthday and is featured in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade again. Although it's yet another cold day, the crowds number a million, packing streets and curbsides 10 deep along the parade route. And also in 1984, taking a break from the Thanksgiving facts, actor and dancer Lucas Grabeel is born in Springfield, Missouri. He's best known to Disney Channel fans as Ryan Evans on the hit High School Musical series of films. He also appeared in the Halloween Town series as well. In 1991, the 30th Disney animated feature film Beauty and the Beast, featuring the voices of Robbie Benson as the Beast and Paige O'Hara as Belle, is generally released in theaters in the U.S. and Canada. In 1992, Disney legend and character actor Sterling Holloway, the first voice of Winnie the Pooh, passes away in Los Angeles, California at age 87. And also in 92, the 31st Disney animated feature film Aladdin is released in theaters. 
1993, for the second year in a row, a Santa Goofy balloon took part in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. In 95, the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights brightens Disney MGM Studios for the very first time. It has an overwhelmingly positive reaction from Walt Disney World guests and will turn the park's residential streets Christmas display into a yearly tradition. Initially constructed by Arkansas businessman Jennings Osborne as a gift for his six-year-old daughter Allison, the display will become one of the most popular attractions during the park's holiday season. And also in 1995, the Disney Pixar computer animated feature Toy Story, starring Tom Hanks as Woody and Tim Allen as Buzz, is released. And also in 95, Disney releases the 1982 film Tron on Laserdisc. In 2000, a new Mickey Mouse balloon made its debut, leading Macy's 74th annual Thanksgiving Day Parade down Broadway in New York City. And we end this holiday week in Disney history D-heads with 2006, when a live performance at Disney's High School Musical is featured at the 80th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York, and also appearing is Julie Andrews and Miley Cyrus. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at nathan at disradio.com. And as always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand! Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. Lots of fun on the horizon. All show long, we've been having the D-team, all kinds of Thanksgiving fun with Thanksgiving tidbits and more. So many different things as we're gearing up for Carlos Els Rocky to stop in here and share Thanksgiving with us as well, who you know from Rocco's Modern Life, Reno 911, the Taco Bell dog Panchito, uh, Sheriff Cali, Handy Manny, Sophia the First, and so much more as he's going to be stopping in here very shortly. Now, the show has been just fantastically full with the D-Team, and the D-Team has done a variety of different things from their signature segments you've been hearing what they're thankful for. So instead of continuing on with news, I'm going to take this moment, slow down, and talk to all of you D-Heads out there about what I'm truly thankful for. Now, first and foremost, I am truly thankful just to be alive, all of you D-Heads. To me, that is also just one of those big things. I'm thankful for my family, my love wife, my four kids. I mean, I am truly blessed with lots of different things. They're always filled with laughter, fun, all these little nuggets and memories that I share with all of you D-heads all the time. All the little nuggets, whether we're going to pick pumpkins or go Christmas caroling, my daughter's gymnastics meets, you name it. I am truly thankful for all of those little things. I'm also thankful that I've been looked down upon with some of the best people that have been part of my life. And one of those is the D-Team. Now, I know you're going to go into how the team helps make the show. Well, let me tell you, all of you D-Heads, it goes above and beyond that. Something that has truly touched me, and I felt that I really needed to share this um, in so many different ways. And it actually brought some tears to my eyes as I was sitting in the studios here and many other things. So let's just say... A couple of days ago before Thanksgiving, I received an MP3 clip. No different than anything we do here at the show. The team is always connecting up. We're always sending clips to each other. We're always having all kinds of fun. Well, this was something that was submitted and it was very special. I was told that I was supposed to preview it, listen to it, uh, before I even get the show ready for all of you D-heads here this week for our Thanksgiving show. Well, as I'm listening to it, I'm hearing from familiar faces. Nathan, Paige, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, Aaron, 
they're all stopping in, and even a very special guest, Christopher Walken. Yeah, I, I kid you not, he was asking for more cowbell. It, it doesn't get better than that, right? But really, what it was is at the end, I was truly touched because the D team all wrangled together here, and they went ahead and got Thanksgiving dinner ready for my family. And I truly was touched. At the end of this audio clip that was submitted by the team, they went ahead, kept this a huge secret. They mentioned that a full, already cooked Thanksgiving dinner was already ready for my family, for my wife, my four kids, all of us ready to eat on Thanksgiving. All we had to do was go pick it up for Thanksgiving. Easy as that. And it's just a gesture to me that truly makes the D team, we are one big family. Now we all live in different states. We all connect up different ways, but you know what? We are chatting every single day. We are talking every single day. We are there for each other all the time to listen to each other, not just for the show, not just for Disney banter. There's a lot of fun things behind the scenes that many of you D-heads aren't aware of. And you can hear us a lot of times when we do have those very few roundtables when you hear us connect up and you can tell that there's more to us than just talking about Disney. And this actually brought a tear to my eye. I mean, I can't express how thankful I am for the D team, not only for them to, you know, wrangle in here and bring these shows, uh, you know, bringing their segments to everybody and making the show what it is. I mean, our show is completely different, completely unique uh, than many of the Disney podcasts out there, many of the different Disney shows that are out there. And it's because of the D team. The D team is the reason that this show is truly unique. All of their different personalities and something special that they bring, their unique love of Disney in different areas and you name it. And then they all came together to do this for me and my family. I truly am touched, and I am thankful for that. So on top of just being thankful for my wife, my children, my family, um, even the pets in our house, God looking down on us, I am truly thankful for the D-Team as well. And I want to extend that thank you to the D-Team publicly for you know surprising my family with this gift that um, really will allow us just to spend more time together on Thanksgiving, a little less baking. And I know some people really do love the baking, and don't get me wrong, that is something that everybody loves to do, but now we can just kind of cuddle up, hang out by the fire in the fireplace, and spend that time together as well. Now, continuing on with a couple of other things, I do also want to say that I am thankful as well, um, just for life in general. Um, I've been filled with so many different things, whether that's joy, memories, little nuggets. Um, Life is full of so many different moments that I just want to say I'm thankful for those little moments. And uh, I hope many of you are thankful for that as well, because there's so many times that you know bad things happen or everybody gets in a rut. And those are the things you remember. But you know what? It's the little moments that I'm thankful for, whether that is my three-year-old calling daddy in the middle of the night and she wants me to come and all she needs is a hug and somebody to tuck her back in. Or the little moments of, uh, you know, when I would hang out with our dog lady that has now passed on, um, waking up in the morning and going outside and her and I going for our runs. Or um, just those little moments that, you know, every Saturday or Sunday, depending on the day, Uh, It's Dad's Day. I always make breakfast for all the kids. It's always about making eggs or, you know, just making a breakfast for everybody just to enjoy and have that fun moment. And um, life is full of just those little moments. And I'm thankful for those little moments. I mean, it sounds cliche. It sounds cheesy. Not every moment has to be uh, big and huge and fulfilling that way. Sometimes it is just the smallest 
little moments. I, I, you know, my daughter and I, we went out for her Girl Scouts and we're out selling different things for her Girl Scouts and uh, her gymnastics booster club as well. And, you know, one of those little moments was we ended up having a huge leaf fight in the middle of our journey of walking, going door to door. Um, And life is full of many of those moments. And I have those moments for everything from times with my wife, times with my children, times with my pets, um, even times alone, just little moments. Uh, And and life is full of those moments, and I'm truly thankful for those as well. So uh, as you can tell, it's been a great Thanksgiving show. I am truly thankful for many different things. And as a man, I can admit it, I do tear up. I do get teary-eyed, and uh, I can express my feelings because I think there's nothing wrong with that. So thank everybody as well, even you, all the D-heads, for making this show what it is, uh, continuing it on. I am so glad that this show has continued to thrive for the last five years. So with that, I'm going to get back to the rest of the show and uh, move away from being a little sappy and get back to our craziness, fun little structure here. And uh, next time you hear me, we're going to gear up because we have Carlos Alizraki stopping in here at the show to spend Thanksgiving with us as well. Doesn't get better than having somebody with his resume from so many different things stopping in here at the show. So definitely going to be a fun time and uh, happy Thanksgiving, all of you D-heads. Let's continue on with the show for show number 126 for the week of November 26, 2015. And let's release the reins to the D-team once more. And when I come back, I'm going to have Carlos here in the studio with us. Be right back, all VD heads. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as you can tell, I truly am thankful for many things. Life is full of sweet surprises. Every day's a gift. The sun comes up and I can feel it lift My spirit fills me up with laughter Fills me up with song I look into the eyes of love And know that I belong Bless us all who gather here The loving family I hold dear No place on earth Compares with home And every path will bring me back From where I roam Bless us all That as we live We always comfort and forgive We have so much That we can share With those in need We see around us everywhere Let us always love each other Lead us to the light Let us hear the voice of reason Singing in the night Let us run from anger And catch us when we us in our dreams and please yes please bless us one and all bless us all with playful years with noisy games and joyful tears we reach for you and we stand tall 
in our prayers and dreams we ask you bless us all we reach for you and we stand tall and in our prayers and dreams we ask you an international cooking festival and we will prepare something which my nephew, the Swedish chef, yeah. will, will, will talk to you in yeah. just one minute. Yeah, that's his name. But we call him Tom. You understand, of course, what we are doing tonight. We are taking an international dish. Yeah. We will take a Swiss turkey Swiss. and we stuff him with Chinese ingredients mm. and make a Yugoslavian chicken out of it. Oh, no, no, no. Me, not, not Yugoslavian, me, Swedish. I, I know, I know you are Swedish, but no. we are just only talking about the turkey which we are going to take. No, no, me, it. not turkey, I know Swedish. you're not a turkey. We are trying to make an international dish. You understand this? Uh, no. Oh, all right. In that case, we are going to cruise. Hi, this is Mark Elliott, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. And now, our feature presentation. And now, a song about being proud of who you really are. By the three caballeros. My name is Jose Carioca. And my name is Panchito Romero Miguel Junipero Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. And how did you get such a long name? My name is Panchito Romero Miguel Junipero Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. My mother Maria was born in Bahia, the daughter of Grandpa Morales. His name was Jose, and later one day he married my grandma, you see. Her name was Sofia, and she had Maria Maria, then later had me. My great aunt Michelle had a sister Raquel, whose maiden name used to be Alice. She was born in Abu in Lima, Peru, and married Roberto Gonzalez. Well, he had Raquel, they had Miguel, who grew up in Ecuador, see. Then he moved to Bahia and married Maria, and he and Maria had me. Ay, 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 Panchito Romero, Miguel Junipero Gonzalez. Ua, 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 ua. 
us nails. They're really too long. I tried to explain so follow along. When my father and mother, they married each other. The best man was called in Romero. The minister came and went by the name of Father Francisco Quintero. Well, it turns out my mother, her favorite brother, was called Junipero, you see. So my father, my mother, the priest, and the brother are names that were given to me. That's why he's Panchito Romero, Miguel Junipero, Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. Descended from family in Mexico, Chile, Brazil, and a couple in Dallas. And when I go out and people all shout, oh, who can that possibly be? Why, Panchito Romero, Miguel Junipero, Francisco Quintero Gonzalez, and me! Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And with Thanksgiving in the wing, many times, those are the times that you sit down, you spend that time with your family, you make the memories. And with us here this week is somebody that's helped you make many of those memories, whether it's on television, film, comedy, and more. You may know him from Happy Feet, Sophia the First, uh, so much more, Rocco's Modern Life, Reno 911, as well as even going Way back to Disney's House of Mouse as well. We have none other than Carlos Elzraki here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Good morning, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm up. The house is empty. There's no kids uh, screaming and yelling at the TV and yelling for mommy and daddy. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of a rare moment. <laughs> I can relate. You know, being a father of four kids, I know exactly what you're talking about, where you have those few precious moments of uh, complete silence. Yeah, you have to build a bunker. Other than that, other than that, or just build a bunker in your in your <laughs> basement. But yes, it's fun. Miss the kids are at preschool. One's at my gym, and uh, they're getting their exercise. One already put a lot of makeup all over Daddy, and Daddy had to wipe it off. So really pungent facial wipe. So I smell very girly today. My girls make me smell and look girly. Well, you know, one of those things, I guess, with all those memories, like you said, uh, you know, making you smell girly, I guess, uh, you know, coming back and being a full-fledged, uh, you know, male voice role model, whatnot, I guess, what got you into voice acting? I got into voice acting out of uh, stand-up comedy. I was performing in, in, in San Francisco from 87 to 94. Right around 1991, there was an audition for a project that Joe Murray, a San Jose Mercury uh, cartoonist, put together called Rocco's Modern Life. And uh, I didn't have an agent, uh, but I had a manager at the time who knew somebody who was producing it. And I got in on the auditions. I made a, a little cassette tape in uh, somebody's kitchen. I was in Sacramento at the time. And came back to San Francisco, and uh, I, I auditioned. And it was the right place, right voice, right time. I did a little uh, spunky first. I, crazy dog. And a guy, Nick Jennings and George Maestri and Joe Murray were there. And Nick Jennings said, oh, my gosh, that's funky. That is. And then they said, well, give us a shot at Rocco. And then they, they wanted like a Woody Allen or a Bruno Kirby type of voice. They weren't sure about Australian. And we worked through a bunch of things. And I did a Gene Wilder. You are not evil. You are good. They sort of had fun with that and liked that author. So I said, what about, let's just try something like this. Hello, my name is Rocco. And I read uh, some vacuum instructions out of a book. When hooking in hose A to hose B, make sure the unit is not plugged in. And they're like, you know what? That does sound kind of fun. Let's try that. And they sent it off to New York, sent it off to Nickelodeon, and they said, we like that voice. Why don't you guys make a pilot? I'm like, okay. And then the rest just took off from there. 
that's how I got started in the voiceover. Well, you know, and it definitely was fruitful for you because, you know, that has gone down to be a classic. People love Rocco. Uh, it's just one of those animated, uh, you know, nuggets in time that, you know, people have grown up with and whatnot, and it's been passed on. And like you said, you were, you know, doing comedy. Now, with doing comedy and stand-up comedy and, you know, coming into voice work, is there a huge difference between the two? No, and Billy Wax put it uh, really um, into terms that were, pretty on point. He said that people who do stand-up or enter music or have done some sort of live performance are used to the art of performance of the mind. In other words, we can see it already happening in our mind and so we manifest it. And that's what we do as kids. And I think that's, I always said this really well exemplified too in Toy Story. Uh, when the kid is playing, I'm the sheriff and help me, sheriff, help me. I need some help. Don't worry, here I come. I'm coming to save you. Here comes Buzz Lightyear kids do it already. And so stand-up is that art. We see something in our head, we essentially write it, produce it, edit it, and then put it out on stage. So if I'm doing about a bit about playing Scrabble with my mom when I was younger and she had a Spanish accent, I'm like, my mom always used to try to cheat at Scrabble because she would pronounce her S words with E's in front of them and try to spell the word estop. And we'd go, mom, is not such word estop? And she'd say, no, it's estop, like estop sign. And so... <laughs> we said, okay, uh, I can put it out there. Or if I'm doing a Dr. Phil bit, you know, my thing about Dr. Phil says, if you come on my TV show, give me two hours, I'm going to heal you for life. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't take that bit. What about a contractor going, well, you got some rotten wood and you got bad pops in your basement. I tell you what, if you just hang over that and stop looking at it, you'll be fine. So in my head, I can already see the vo- the characters and I and I just do it. Or if I... If I talk about my best friend Kevin's parents, John Haney, I mean, he used to be our soccer coach as well and go, Carlos, you and Kevin have to play better defense. You, you let these guys pass all through the box. It's ludicrous. You know, I could already see him in my head. And so that's how stand-up sort of prepared me to transition into voiceover. I didn't need another actor to bounce off. I could already see it in my head, you know. If Rocco is talking to Heifer, and Heifer's hogging all the chicken, I, I could see that in my head. Like, Heifer, give that back. You promised you would pass the chicken. You know, we that's that's uh, that's sort of how, if I explained it correctly, it makes it easy to transition from stand-up into voiceover, because we're already doing it. I, I've always, you know, so. And I found it pretty easy, although there were certain skills, mic techniques, how to take it off the page, that I had to learn, and, and Charlie Adler was on Rocco's Modern Life, and I was intimidated because he was somebody who could read three or four characters at the same time and just throw the pages to the floor. And I was <laughs> like, wow, okay, that's that's pretty amazing. You know, Tom Kenny and I, essentially, that was really our first experience with that. Also, Doug Lawrence, and uh, we had uh, Linda Wallen, who's now a producer, we were all a little bit more green than Charlie was, but we learned on the job. And then I did jobs with Jim Cummings, and, and I did jobs with Billy West and, and Jess Harnell and, and all these guys and Tara Strong. And Fairly Odd Parents has been going forever, and I watched Gary Norris and Suzanne Blakely, and, and I just watch. I watch how they work. I watch Kari Walgren. I watch Great Isle. And uh, I can I learn every day how to refine what I did naturally, just make it better. 
I was going to say, I think that's the the sign of a true artist, too. That's the kind of thing where you always want to be better. You always want to overachieve and, you know, just continually get better and better at your art and your craft. And, you know, with that, you know, like you said, continuing to get better at it and looking back at some of the things you've done. Um, are there any one moments, and I got one specifically I think I'm going to ask you about, where you're just surprised that it takes off, like uh, the Taco Bell dog? Yeah, a- absolutely. That's That's got to be the one that was most surprising. It's Terry Berland. Westside Casting, and I didn't know Terry, and she rightfully suggested after seeing a lot of voices and not working, I came in with another high-pitched, you know, you'll get up, that's so bad. And she's like, nope, I've already seen that. Just kind of do something different. Maybe do your own voice. Play it a little bit straighter. Yo quiero taco bell. Give me something a little deeper. Yo quiero taco bell. All right, thanks. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what happens there. And when I got to the, the demo, they liked my voice and said, let's make it, you know, let's add a little tweak, make it like this is your neighborhood and you're the boss of the neighborhood. You get a buckle, man. All right, that works, thanks. And then I thought, oh, good, I made a demo. And they said, you know what, we're going to use that demo and make it a spot. Oh, good, I made a spot. And then it just went nuts. And so that was something that I had no idea that was going to happen. But it was really simple. Kind of a lesson in that sometimes less is more. And sometimes somebody else can see something that you have no idea will be there, you know. Um, so, yeah, there, I don't think there's anything greater uh, voiceover-wise that surprised me. Uh, Ringo 911 took off on camera, but that's something sort of, even after Fox passed on it, we knew we had something golden and that if the right person saw it, um, it would hit, you know. Um, and that's actually the story of, Povenmire and Swampy Marsh, you know, Dan Povenmire with, with uh, Phineas and Ferb. They waited 15 years for that thing to hit. You know, they had it for a long time. But they were convinced. I mean, I guess that's the opposite. That's something that took 15 years and the Taco Bell took right away. But there, there are many cases <laughs> where sometimes you know it's going to hit and sometimes you have no idea. So I guess, yeah, back to the original question that there's nothing that surprised me more than the Taco Bell dog. Well, you know, and like you said, too, you know, you brought up Reno 911, which, of course, uh, everybody loves it. Great hit, out of the box. I guess, what was it like working on there, since you were on camera, of course? Um, was it full of just continuous laughs, even off screen? Oh, yeah. You know, we really piled along. It was great. It was organic. We were just making stuff up and dressing up as cops and robbers and thieves. And in the original, we got to play all kinds of characters. In the original pilot, I could play like Paul Reiser. I was I was uh, pulled over by Nisi Nash, Randy Williams. Like, oh my gosh, it's Paul. I'm mad about you. Yes, I'm not mad at you for a ticket, but I am mad about you too. So here's the thing: we got to all play different characters, and we just had this feel for each other. And Cedric, Cedric and I, even after the show was over, did we did about 70 colleges. We put together this sort of ad hoc two-person Reno 911 improv comedy show, and we we bounced off each other super well. We still do. And so that was the fun part about it. We would laugh on camera, off camera, uh, and we we genuinely liked each other. It was fun. Well, is that still one of the, yeah, I guess one of those spots in, you know, in your huge history and huge resume that you do have that, you know, you're out in public and people still recognize you for continuously? Yeah, and it surprises me. I mean, I'm a a little bit older now, and my hair's a little bit more... Salt and his pepper, and people go, "Oh, dude, you're from Reno 901." I'm like, "Oh yeah, thanks. Oh, cool." Sometimes they wouldn't recognize me because I had a mustache, or they might think I'm Tom Lennon because we kind of look alike. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of nice to be recognized for. If I go to cons, 
two things happened at this last Florida Supercon. Uh, Tom Kenny, Charlie, and Adler and I did a Rocco panel, and that was wildly successful. But also people came and recognized me for other things, but Reno 911 as well. And it's all ages, you know. It's people that are in college now, people that were in college, their kids, older people. So it's pretty amazing how popular that was. But that was something that we knew was going to be popular. I miss it. I, everything I've pitched since then, with the exception of, and we can talk about it later, I do have a show that's uh, at HBO now through Michael Michael Douglas's company, but um, I just talked to more Michael's company, Broadway Video, and I pitched about eight ideas, and a lot of them are done in the style of Reno 911, you know, getting people together, putting a scene together. I just shot a short, uh, short film, actually, it's in half production, I have to, one more day of shooting it, it's called Head Games, it's about the audition process, and I got Tara Strong, I got Mindy Sterling, I got Cedric Yarbrough, I got a guy named Robert Peters, Eric Chavarria, a good actor, and I set it up the same. I said, here's what I want to happen in the scene. You go in, you start like this, Mindy's going to interrupt you, and then this is going to happen. And we just let it go. And it just, just gems are coming out of these, the mouths of these actors. They know what to do. And so that's a, that's a style I've I've looked to sort of repeat in making short films and or making web series or and or future television shows. I really like the way that that process works. Definitely. You know, and anything where you can, you know, have that connection with other people and whatnot really helps drive things forward. Now, I guess moving aside from, you know, that kind of humor and getting into something that I know our listeners are probably waiting for and some of the Disney stuff and taking over the role way back when, back in 2001 for House of Mouse with Panchito, which, you know, no one heard from him since the, right, since the Three Caballeros. What was it like taking that over? Three Caballeros, Three Caballeros. It's a pleasure to meet you, Donald. It's a pleasure. See, Jose. It was fun because you realized that the work that they did was really, really good. Really good actors. Really triple threat, sing, dance, act. Um, kind of cool to be part of a franchise like that. It also conveniently was in the same octave as another voice I've been doing since 2001, which is, Mike Wazowski, all the sound like stuff. I just did an Infinity thing where it was uh, on the 12th day of Christmas, my two friend gave to me. Um, but being, I just did a Mickey Mouse Road Racers too. That's a new cartoon coming out. I did Panchito again. So yeah, pretty cool to join uh, a really popular uh, historical franchise. It's a lot of fun. I, I like doing Panchito, and I just did him last week, and it was fun again. And I didn't have to. I didn't have to have a voice prompt or like we've got a reference or you know. Nope. I, I remember singing tons of songs as Randy Nogel. Uh, with three caballeros, three gay caballeros, they say we are los I mean, I, I practiced that so many times that the character's there, so it's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, well, like you said, too, that's one of those things, too, where you're connecting this classic character to an all-new generation out there. And, of course, you know, you're also connecting with newer generations as well. You know, myself, being a father, of course, I'm very familiar with, like, Callie's Wild West, Sophia the First. What is it like turning on uh, Disney Junior and realizing there's all these little kids out there walking around with, you know, T-shirts and who knows what, with characters that you've been part of? It was cool. I, I know, I obviously, uh, before that was Handy Manny. Felipe, hello, Manny, I can tell you everything. Um, so that was really cool. And then Disney's planes, I was, El Chupacabra. So to see people with El Chu toys or El Chu t-shirts, 
was amazing. But yeah, with Sophia the First as I say, I'm Arnold the Troll or King Magnus. Hello, Sophia. But it's pretty exciting, you know. Or uh, we did a uh, an event at the Gene Autry Museum with um, Holly Hutchins and Allison Bosch, who co-direct um, Sheriff Cali. They set it up, and all these kids were running around, and they'd go, this is Tia Tortuga. And I'd go, hello, I am Tia Tortuga. And I'm Buster Badger. Oh, no, they took my money from a bank. I've been, I've been sticky up. It's pretty neat to watch them react, you know. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, you know, I guess with that, too, and, uh, you know, being part of all these different classics, I mean, everything that you've been part of, even with, you know, beyond just Disney, you know, Fairly Odd Parents, you name it, you, you know, your voice has always lent to so many different things, including even video games. Um, do you ever step back with it being, you know, the week of Thanksgiving and you're just like, wow, I, I am lucky to just, you know, have fun, you know, making making fun voices for people memorable? Yeah, I, I do. It's, and it's obviously it's a nice holiday to do that. I, sometimes I've taken my kids to record. I actually want to take them to the next Fairly Odd Parents record to watch just an amazing crew. But, yeah, and that was another time. I remember maybe about three months ago, I just turned my camera on and started videotaping Darren Norris and Suzanne Blakesley and Tara Strong and Kyrie Walgren and Jeff Bennett was our guest playing Catman doing his Adam West. And I was like, man, these guys are amazing. I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing. So... Yeah, really thankful that, especially now with kids and family, that I don't have to go on the road and do uh, stand-up on the road and be away from my family. I have a job that's fun, working with great people, directors, being part of a great franchise. Um, Vicki Randow is a person at Disney that helped us with some really nice perks at Disneyland. And I'm like, this is unbelievable, you know? I was at the Disneyland pool with my daughters in the in in the – you know, where they have the water slides and just hanging out going, this is amazing. This is so fun to, that this is part of, you know, what we do. So, yeah, I'm extremely thankful. Still am. <laughs> well, you know, and like you said, you know, it's one of those where you're part of so many different things, touching so many lives, and, you know, from all around the board. Now, with working on a lot of these films, um, whether that's films, television, even being on screen, do you ever have any of those moments where you look back and it was just the absolute blast that we'll never see or hear that happened maybe offset or maybe it was the cast, the crew, um, just one of those moments that'll go in your memoirs? Yeah, any red carpet thing that you go to, the plane premiere where I get to talk to John Lasseter and meet his kids. And um, one of the biggest, obviously, was both Happy Feet and Films, working with Elijah Wood and Robin Williams. And the second one we did in Australia, and they flew the cast down there. We were there for 17 days, the business class flights, the great money, five-star hotel right by the opera house, going out to dinner every night with Elijah Wood and Robin Williams. And then one night... We had been doing stand-up, me, Jeff Garcia, and a guy named Gary Eck, one of the writers, he's Australian. We had been doing stand-up almost every night, and one of the nights, Robin asked to go with us, and we went to this small place, and we called ahead and said, oh, yeah, we're going to be coming to the Sugar Plum tonight, but nobody knew. We walked in with Elijah Wood and Robin Williams, and this small little pub, everybody was instantly on their cell phones, calling, oh, my God. And we did our stand-up, and Robin was called on stage, and he performed that night, and it's a magic night. It, I was part of it. I did stand I had to perform with Robin before, and then after that I did. But that was just uh, a night that you never forget. You know, my wife was there, and it's 
it's, it's like you were right in a movie scene, you know? It was like showing up with Louis Prima, you know, in some small casino and like, yeah, Louis's my friend, you know? Um, it was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of the things. And just every day, both he and Elijah and Hank Azaria and E.G. Daly and uh, all those people. There's just such good people. We had a fun group and we went on a ghost tour together and Robin uh, chartered a yacht for everybody. And the thing about it with George Miller, and talking to George Miller is like talking to an old friend. The guy has no ego. There's no tears that, you know, sometimes you hear stories about, oh, you have to talk, talk to the personal assistant who knows the secretary of director so-and-so. And George Miller's like Mad Max. He's like, oh, hi, guys. How's it going? It's, yeah, come on over. What's going on with you guys? You know, we were all on the yacht. There was no egos. Because Australians aren't like that. It's just art. They're just like, hey, you going, mate? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> and it was amazing. It was just so cool and magical. And I don't know if we'll ever be that lucky again, you know. to Obviously, Robin has passed on, and there's never going to be a person like him. And um, there'll be others, but, you know, pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. Well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, you know, it's one of those things where you just feel lucky. It's a moment in time that you're always going to cherish and remember a story that you have that no one else experienced. And with that, when you're in the studio doing a lot of the sound bites as well and doing a lot of voiceover, um, are there any moments where, you know, there's a lot of stuff where it's slip up, good time, or you just can't get the words out that we're never going to hear and you're just you're struggling with trying to get out that, that right feel? Oh, yeah, it happens every time we record Fairly Odd Parents because Butch is tough love. He will make you work and make fun of you, but it's it's like an older brother. He loves that cast, but he tosses us around, and we're used to it. We always feel sorry for the new cast member, like Kari Walgren has joined the cast. We're like, Kari, don't worry. Butch loves you. Just we'll be right here for you. You know, there was, like, if I forget my readers, I'll make up words. There was like a, and no, I think the word was, no more funny business. And I went, no more funny, buddy. As Crocker, like, they all turned around like, what? I'm, like, I'm sorry, I forgot my readers. And everybody's just cracking up. <laughs> and of course, the whole show, they just had to make fun of me. They just wouldn't let it go. And if we make a mistake on Fairly Odd Parents, you're going to hear about it. Your people will make fun of you for the entire uh, record. But that's just our group, you know. And so that happens. Daily, you know. Um, I've had some fun on Puss in Boots with Eric Bowser and, and the rest of the cast there, you know, because we're doing our Spanish stuff. Um, I've had some really good times with uh, the fun joke with Ben Hop, Ben Hoppy and Ethan over there with engineering. I've done it since 2001. Um, if I need to get back into character with Billy Crystal, I use the phrase, You're married! Which is from the movie uh, Forget About Paris, which is how I studied and learned how to do Billy Crystal. So if I'm doing, Mike Wazowski's Tully, come on, get out of here. And I start to slip into a permit. Ben Hoppy will go, give me a, give me a, you're married. You're married. Okay, good. And there's, that's how I lead myself in with, to, to make sure that they've recorded about 750 you're married. So that's like a code word with us when we see each other, like, showing up for a Billy Crystal game. You're married. So that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that, that's inside the box, you know, or behind the scenes. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, from everything you've done, like I said, from uh, everything from Happy Feed, Fairly Odd Parents, Rocco, 911, Sophia the First, I mean, the list goes on and on. Now, of course, you're not always living in the past. You're continuing to move forward. And you also have other things on the horizon, like Border Town and many other things, if you want to let everybody in on that. 
Yeah, Border Town is coming out January 3rd, my, my daughter's birthday. Um, it's January 3rd, 2016. Border Town is a new Fox project. Uh, I, I want to get this right. I think it's Mark Murdoch. I think that's the, I, I have to look up his eyes. Forgive me, I just got, I know that Mark, but he's from the Seth MacFarlane team. Uh, Hank Azaria is the lead. Many great cast members. Uh, I may say self-played, God, you know, I play Manny's uh, uh, father, and I play El Coyote, who is Bud, who is the border town agent. I'm his greatest rival. It's pretty much like I'm the roadrunner and he's uh, he's Wiley Coyote. Yeah, doggone you, El Coyote. See you later, Bud. I'll see you tomorrow. I always outfox him. So those are fun <laughs> roles that are coming up for me. I've been, we recorded uh, this, last, this past year. I think it's going to be a hit. I've seen all the screenings, and they're they're great. Fast paced, really funny. A great a great topic. It's the future, and it's a town called Mexifornia in the future, and, uh, <laughs> and how Bud and his family deal with his next door neighbors, Manny and his family, um, and his job, and and all the characters that uh, envelop that world, um, or inside that world, and then. Uh, uh, Elena of Avalor is coming out. That's a spin-off. That's Disney's new princesa, Latina princesa. She's a spin-off from Sofia the First, and I play Skyler. He's young and energetic, and he's like, okay, Elena, hop on my back. I'll fly you over there. He's what they call a jackwin, which is sort of part jaguar, part eagle. And uh, they're sort of flying leopards kind of characters, uh, flying cats. And uh, he's a really cool character, So, and various other characters on that. Some more Puss in Boots coming up for DreamWorks. I played Mir Severoso. I'm afraid. Where is my barrel? He always hides in a barrel. Um, I obviously recently got to do Inside Out. I played Fear in the Dad's Head. The foot is down. The foot is down. And of course, the sexy Brazilian pilot who is the fantasy of all the women. Come, fly with me, Gachinha. So that was, that's been fun. I have a half hour show in development with, uh, Michael Douglas's company called Further Film. Uh, it's over at HBO, and it's in our first draft right now. We, we've gotten past the outline phase, and so knock on wood, we'll, we'll get to keep going with that. I'm in also developing shows with uh, Broadway Video, which is Lauren Michaels' company, along with uh, Fred Arbison and Horatio Sands. They're looking to develop web series content for uh, Latino-based people, and, and I'm doing that. Um, let's see what else voiceover wise. Uh, some Mickey Mouse Roadsters. Uh, my buddy Matt Danner, I believe, is developing more, uh, Panchito stuff. So I look forward to doing more Panchito. I'm doing a series called Wabbit, which is on WB. Matt Craig is the head writer there, and that features Bob Bergen, Charlie Adler, CG Yardgirl, Candace Milo, Jeff Bergman doing, uh, Bugs and, and, uh, uh, Elmer and a couple other Disney, uh, Warner Brothers classics, I mean, uh, that's coming out. I've got a bunch of wabbits. I play, um, uh, gosh, what's his face? Well, Leslie P. Lily Lane, which is sort of a bad jack lemon, if I could just get the leads. And I play, uh, Shameless O'Shaughnessy, a very put off, uh, Irish shamrock and leprechaun. He's always getting outwitted by that bunny rabbit. So that's a couple of characters <laughs> coming out. Um, what else do I have coming up? I uh, look forward to doing... Oh, I just did a new pilot for a cartoon network called Unlovable. It's uh, Emma Pearl Watson is her name. It's based on uh, a diary 
that was found of uh, a woman in the 80s, a girl in the 80s, and her life and how she travels and navigates through life being uh, being her, this woman in Texas. And uh, I play a character called Jimmy Pierce, who's kind of like her dad, and he's, he's kind of like, well, whatever. Okay, Tammy, whatever you want to do. What's that, honey? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. I'm just working on my little garden, though. So he's kind of a, a fun character to play. So I got lots coming up. Definitely. It sounds like, you know, there's definitely no slowing down. So many different things on the wing. And, you know, we know you're busy. You don't want, you don't want, to, don't want to take away all that time from your quiet time away from the kids, of course, that downtime. But with it being Thanksgiving, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all the fans of Carlos, as well as, you know, anything for the holiday weekend that's coming up? Yeah, I think you said in your email at Disney Center, you know, put your family first. Have fun with your friends. I, I found a place now where I, I, I found a small group of friends in the neighborhood. I tried to kind of, we were just at the playground yesterday with my kids. I think if you enjoy that, I think your, your work becomes better as an artist. So it's, yeah, just being, obviously being thankful for your friends and family and thankful for beginning to be creative regardless of the outcome. Just keep being creative and keep being thankful for that, for the, whatever muse that you have that Keeps you going, and I get that term from Jorge Gutierrez. Who, uh, I forgot to mention Book of Life, which was a wonderful thing to be a part of. Uh, but that falls into the realm of being thankful, and uh, yeah, that's my message: be thankful for being with your family and friends, and being safe and healthy, and being creative. Fantastic! Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Carlos, taking this time with us, going through your career. We're going to be looking out for you on a variety of different things, including Border Town coming up just after the first of the year. So, thanks once again for stopping in, and have a great uh, holiday weekend. You're welcome, Jonathan. Have a great holiday weekend. And now the three We want to sing and to dance and to jump up and down while we play lots of music. And we listen to everyone screaming out loud for the three caballeros. We would shout out our names. And we love to make music. While we wiggle our hips and we dance and we say everybody. We love to sing and to dance and to jump up and down as we move to the music. Everyone get together and gather around. What we say? We are the three caballeros. We love to sing and to play. Panchito Jose. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the chilly place we call the vault, always warmed with hot cocoa. And now served with eggnog. Yes, it's that time of year again when fools fall in love. Oh, 
Uh, here we go again. See, Christmas gets me started in that singing spirit. And we haven't even hit Thanksgiving, the second in the trifecta of great holidays towards the end of the year. Seeing that it's Thanksgiving all around the world, or at least turkeys are hiding this time this year in the United States, I've decided to bridge the gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas and give us something to wet our palate for the holiday as well as prepare us for what is to come. And since it's going to be a long weekend here in the DoD studios, I figure it's time to sit back, relax, and get started into those grand Disney Christmas traditions and bring out a DVD that I haven't watched in a while. I'm bringing out 2001's Mickey's Magical Christmas, snowed in at the House of Mouse. Now, I've done a number of direct-to-DVD sequels, and some have been good, some have been appropriate, and others, well, may need to be snowed in. If some of us remember turning on our TVs on Saturday morning when they did still continue to run Saturday morning cartoons, you may have come across this ABC gem, House of Mouse. What is it, you may ask? Well, if you haven't seen it before, here is your club card to get into that famous club. It was actually considered a nightclub run by our favorite Disney hosts and hostess, namely the Fab Five and other friends, inviting basically the entire Disney universe to come and visit. You may see Jafar sitting with Genie, or the penguins from Mary Poppins being the waitstaff, or lesser-known characters getting some limelight that they really do deserve. It was later brought over to the Disney Channel as a regular, but it was really prominent on one Saturday morning. Oh, the days to have Saturday morning cartoons. Thank goodness for DVDs like this that make you wish and wonder and have your own Saturday morning cartoon ritual. Or sometimes in my house, Thursday morning cartoon rituals. So as this feature opens, we discover that it is Christmas Eve at the House of Mouse. Everyone is packed up for the evening and ready to go home, but have soon discovered that they've been snowed in. Well, what do you do when you get snowed in at a nightclub? You definitely don't sit in the corner because no one puts baby in the corner. No, you throw the biggest holiday party ever. And in typical traditional Donald Duck fashion, Donald is not in the mood for Christmas this year. Actually, I don't know many Donald Christmas stories where he's ready for Christmas, but in the end he usually is. And it is up to the Mouse Gang to cheer him up. What's nice about the House of Mouse, it is a combined story, a la Let's Cheer Donald Up for Christmas, but it includes some great either new or old shorts jam-packed together for you to enjoy. Snowed In is no exception. You start out with the 1983 featurette and Oscar-nommed Mickey's Christmas Carol. If you have not watched it or would like to know more, I have taken this one out of the Blu-ray vault and you can listen to it in our archives. In a nutshell, it's a Christmas Carol with all your favorite Disney pals. Followed up by one of my favorite Pluto shorts, the 1952 classic Pluto's Christmas Tree. How can you not love Pluto, Mickey, Chip and Dale fighting over decorating a Christmas tree? You 
will laugh, you will cry, you will wish you had chipmunks in your house too. Well, maybe not, because then you have to pay for an exterminator, and that can get atrocious. And quite frankly, most of us have artificial trees nowadays. I don't think they go for them. The other two shorts are actually newer shorts, produced by a television show that we once knew as Mickey Mouse Works. This was a chance to get some newer Mickey shorts produced and aired, similar to the newer Mickey shorts that we see today, but we get those on a mobile device, or if we're lucky, all jam-packed on the Disney Channel. The first, a newer 1999 classic, in which Donald and his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, for those who aren't familiar, enter a snowman contest. Of course, ice cracks, trees fall, snow tingles, and we all laugh as we see them all create Christmas magic. The second of the two of the newer shorts is the 1999 John Cleese, yes, that John Cleese, narrated The Nutcracker, starring Mickey, Minnie, and Donald. The twist to this Nutcracker? Let's just think of it as Disney meets the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but a lot more fun and a lot less lasers. Of course, what would a Christmas plot be without everyone getting together? And of course, since they are all snowed in, and in the end, yes, Donald does like Christmas and everybody's happy, it's Ludwig von Drake, yes, the Bill Nye of the Disney Universe, explaining the science of Santa, where they all sing in a finale the best Christmas of all. How could you not like this? It's a story with a story concluded with a musical finale. It is Disney magic. And it's newer Disney animation, which, to be honest, can be hit or miss. But it's always when you bring the Fab Five together that it seems to be a little more magical. And in Mickey's Magical Christmas, I can't agree more. As I said, this is a DVD release. With as many items that have been coming out on Blu-ray, I can foresee this coming out at some point. However, bonus materials fly when it comes to this disc. You actually get the premiere episode of House of Mouse, which aired January 12, 2001, entitled The Stolen Cartoons, in which we discover that Pegleg Pete is actually the landlord to the club. In typical Pete fashion, he's trying to prevent Mickey and the gang from opening the doors. And of course, all of the cartoons seem to be stolen. Although we are very fortunate to have in this episode, Pluto gets a paper, Donald's Dynamite, and Hickory Dickory Mickey, all presented in Dolby Digital Surround and looking nice for a, blue, for a DVD release. A follow-up featurette called The Sounds of Christmas features Wayne Alwyn, Mickey's original voice from 1983 until his, his recent death. This fine piece of history at this point shows Alwyn rehearsing with a group of five youngsters to create classic sounds for animation. He leads the kids in making sound effects to the poem most commonly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. And finally, you do get two sing-along videos. Who doesn't remember the Disney sing-along videos? Those were amazing! Well, at least they were fun for, for those of us who liked playing Disney karaoke when karaoke wasn't cool. 
this, of course, being Christmas-related, you get Deck the Halls using Pluto's Christmas tree footage, which we see in the film, and Sleigh Ride using visuals from Mickey's Christmas Carol. What's the floating dot that you get to follow while you're singing? Why, of course, it's Mickey's head in a Santa cap. How much fun. Not only are you getting a great film, but you're gaining something that you can use at your next Christmas party. Hopefully not being snowed in. And with that, I have to think, am I going to get snowed in? So I'm going to end this one by telling you, go and find Mickey's Magical Christmas, snowed in at the House of Mouse. You are not going to be disappointed. I know I say that all the time, but you know what? You're not. You're going to have fun. And trust me, when you're starting to get ready, because it's time to start putting up the tree and drinking more eggnog than you should, why not put in something that's going to warm your heart even more than the season that you're starting to experience? So I'm going to file this one under R for renewed lease because, you know, maybe we do need to revisit the House of Mouse, and that might be something we bring up this summer as we dive deeper into the depths of the archive here in the vault. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always the check of a proper ID and always deep inside of you. Happy Thanksgiving from the Muppets! Well, this is awkward. The Muppets in theaters this Thanksgiving. Rated PG. Hey there, D-Heads. This is Nathan. Um, I was just wanting to take a moment. Uh, you know, it's that time of year with Thanksgiving and Christmas right around the corner. You gotta be thankful every day, but... Even if you tend to look past that and forget from time to time, this is the one time of the year, really, and New Year's, that you kind of just do actually take the time to stop and be a human and just think for a second and, and uh, actually, you know, reminisce and remember the things that you are thankful for. Um, some are big, some are small. A lot of them are things that you don't even think about in everyday, regular life. You you kind of look at them from a, a different vision, if you want to say that, and and realize, wow, that actually kind of stands out to me. Um, it's a time for family, and it's a time for friends, and it's a time for helping. There's so many people out there that need help, and they don't know where to turn to or where to get it from. And it's a real shame, because a lot of people don't deserve the things that are happening to them. Um, just... It's been said in a lot of our little shout-outs that we've done before on the show, but just be you. Be the person that you want to meet. And, you know, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to challenge you. Do something that you normally wouldn't do. Um, it could be big. It could be small. Send send a donation into a charity that you believe in. Um, figure out a holiday meal for somebody who really matters to you and, and make it come together and just take their really dreary holiday and turn it around for them. Um, invite some people over that maybe don't have somewhere to go. Uh, toys for Tots, that's a big one too. Find some toys, drop them off. It's gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna cost you a few extra dollars just to get something for some child out there that's not getting a lot this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of my favorite Thanksgiving memories each year are just family. 
yeah, it can be a really stressful time throwing some last minute things together, figuring out your day, figuring out your night, but it's all worth it in the end. When you sit down at that table with everybody and you just take that one final breather, take your first sip of your drink, look down at your plate, look at all the people around you, you finally just get that huge sigh of relief like, all right, we're here. And it's just one of the best feelings in the world. So don't take what you have for granted. And I really hope from my family to yours and all of the D the Diz Radio team, I really hope that you do have a magical holiday season. Not just Thanksgiving, but coming up. Um, be safe, don't be sorry, and just uh, have a great time with it. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. We are in the fourth and final week of November, and we are starting to reach the final weeks of 2015. It's crazy to think how fast this year is flying. Here at the Magical Music Review, we are wrapping up our month-long look at some of the Legacy Collection releases from the Walt Disney Records this year. This week, we are celebrating some 20th birthdays, and no, I don't mean mine. Released on June 16, 1995 with a score by Alan Menken and songs written by Mr. Menken and Stephen Schwartz, and released on November 22, 1995 with songs and a score by Randy Newman, Walt Disney Records celebrated the releases of the Legacy Collection Pocahontas and the Legacy Collection Toy Story. The award-winning soundtrack still entertained 20 years later. For our purposes, we're going to look at two different demo tracks from each, a piece of score from Toy Story, and the never-before-released deleted song from Pocahontas. So grab an oar and step into the river as we continue our journey just around the river bend and look at the Legacy Collection Pocahontas, and let's dive back into the toy box and take a look at the Legacy Collection Toy Story. We start with Plastic Spaceman, a song written for Buzz Lightyear. The original Enlightenment number for Buzz, the song is sung by Randy Newman, with him covering the piano as well. While containing a few lines that did find their place in I'll Go Sailing No More, the majority of this song is previously unheard lyrics. The song starts with a flurry of excitement, and this was the theme song for Buzz. Once the excitement fades though, we turn to a more somber mood for the rest of the number as Buzz tries to come to grips with the truth. He is a toy. TV, or the theme song for Buzz. Flying across the sky Where there's injustice you'll find him Wherever a wrong to right Buzz Lightyear will join the fight Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear Somewhere beyond the stars, a thousand light years distant, is there my heart may wander no more? Three little words and all is gone. These bitter words. In the film, the first song we hear from Pocahontas is just around the river bend, but it was not originally the same song. 
In the final product, the song is only about Pocahontas journeying to Grandmother Willow, singing of the adventure she hopes to find around each turn of the river and struggling with how to proceed when presented with two different paths in her life. But, as you'll find in the first section of this demo, this is not the same. The first minute, which is what we'll focus on, is helmed by the members of the tribe celebrating Pocahontas' engagement to Kokwam. Kokwam even joins in the song and dance, sounding much more cheerful than he appears in the film. Pulling on steady as the beating drum for the basis of this selection, it would have given the film a very different feel from the very beginning. I'll just walk quietly into the village, go straight to my father's house, and tell him, There she is! Pocahontas, look! Voices for the wedding feast! Sweet young corn to make the cakes! Shink up in and suck a tash! And the cinnamon turtle stays! You must be so excited! Well, I see the colors for your dress! Indigo and golden steel! Purple for the love you share! Yellow for the joy you feel! Pocahontas, see your cape! Oh, it sparkles! Yes, it does! She will be a lovely bride! Just the way her mother was! There is always that iconic moment in a film score, the moment that everyone here is playing back in their head as they leave the theater. For Toy Story, I always come back to To Infinity and Beyond. With a full orchestra that builds its way up to the main excitement and then the climax, this is the number accompanying Buzz and Woody in their final push to return to Andy. About a minute into the piece, the orchestra takes off, signifying the initial force from lighting the rocket strapped to Buzz's back. Once they are airborne, the main instrumentation is violins, with a solo trumpet at the initial launch and being joined by the other instruments to conclude the piece. You can feel the energy and excitement surrounding this piece and picture it as you listen.
While released as a pop cover for the credits, the film version of If I Never Knew You had gone previously unreleased until 2005, when the 10th anniversary special edition DVD was released. The studio put the song back in, and the audiences could now enjoy the love song that Alan and Stephen had written for Pocahontas and John being sung by their original voices, Mel Gibson and Judy Kuhn, the singing voice for Pocahontas. Directors Mike Gabriel and Eric Goldberg fought hard to keep the song in the film and won the argument for the first two test previews. At the third preview, however, the audience grew restless as the film was still incomplete and the scene was in black and white. And while Mike had a particular love for the song and the studio wanted to be sensitive to that fact, the filmmakers did eventually cut it from the final product. Now, 20 years later, audiences can enjoy this incredible love song with a rich instrumentation and beautiful lyrics written by Alan and Stephen the way it was originally intended. If I never knew you If I never felt this love I would have no inkling of How precious life can be If I never held you I would never have a clue How at last I'd find in you The missing part of me In this world so full of fear Full of rage and lies I can see the truth so clear In your eyes So dry your eyes And I'm so grateful to I'd have lived my whole life through Lost forever If I never knew I thought our love would be so beautiful Somehow we'd make the whole world bright I never knew that fear and hate could be so strong All they'd leave us were these whispers in the night Still my heart is saying we were right For if I never knew There's no moment I regret Since the moment that we met If our time has gone too fast I've lived at last
And with that, my time is up. Thanks for joining us here at Diz Radio for another great week. I'll be back next time for the beginning of my month-long look at the Christmas section of my Disney Music Library. As always, feel free to connect with me on the D-Wire Discussion Facebook page or at page at DizRadio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at DizRadio.com. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Dean Heads, and until next time, see ya! the daughter of a chief. She has her mother's spirit. She goes wherever the wind takes her. Come down here! And she lived a life of freedom. No! Not that way! Watch out! Come on, lads! Steady on your course! He was an explorer, searching for adventure in a new land. Come on, man. We didn't come all this way just to look at it. Let us hope they do not intend to stay. I'm counting on you to make sure those heathens don't disrupt our mission. I... I made it myself. But though their worlds were very different... These pale visitors are strange to us. No one is to go near them. Their destinies were one. From Walt Disney Pictures comes the story of an American legend. Who are you? Pocahontas. Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun-sweet berries of the earth. Come roll in all the riches all around. Smith? The tree is talking to me. Then you should talk back. He's handsome, too. Oh, I like her. She believed in her dreams. Bokorum has asked to seek your hand in marriage. I think my dream is pointing me down another path. Followed her heart. What are you doing here? I had to see you again. You'll be turning your back on your own people. I can't leave you. And found a love that changed the world. Let the spirits of the earth guide you. I love him, Father. Bravo. On June 23rd, Disney presents its all-new 33rd full-length animated motion picture. With music by Academy Award winner Alan Menken and lyrics by award-winning lyricist Stephen Schwartz. This summer, experience the adventure. Until you can with all the colors of the wind. Pocahontas. D-Heads, and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker, and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. In the upcoming new year, we'll begin to see more and more virtual reality hardware and software come to the consumer market. Disney Parks release a new way to use your handheld device to view immersive 360 video. It's called 360 Video, and it's developed by and collaborated with Little Star Media Incorporation, a Disney accelerator company. 
to help us out by using this technology is no other than Goofy himself. Goofy leads us through a helpful but a bit of an accidental tour with a glimpse of thrilling heights, stunning sights, and a few familiar friends. You can control the full circle scenes across Disney's Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios. To use it, it's by simply using your finger on the device screen and move it around the direction you would like to see, or move the device to see the different angles you want to view. Just today, the Disney World Facebook page, you can listen to the Circle of Life presented by Disney's The Lion King on Broadway from New York City. You can see the characters come to life right in front of your eyes, just like you will be seeing right in front row in Broadway. Well, this is Rainy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the Disney's multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. A celebration's going on since the country came along and it's called, it's called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. At the end of November, bring your friends and family members. Come along, come along. to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you for this land where we live. So I am back, and I want to thank you once again for stopping in here, sharing Thanksgiving with us, having fun, enjoying the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and having just some fun here this Thanksgiving as you are all part of our extended Ohana here at the show. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you once again to Carlos Ellis Rocky for stopping in here, sharing some time with us, talking about Thanksgiving, his career, his voice acting, and more, and be on the lookout for more from Carlos coming up in the upcoming year in 2016. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Nathan, Randy, and Jason, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments, stopping in here, having some fun, and definitely sharing those moments and those Thanksgiving memories that they're truly thankful for. Without the D-Team, there would be no show, and as you've already heard me say, the D-Team, we are one gigantic family, so definitely connect up with them, have some fun, and thank you, D-Team. And finally, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. I say that every single week, and there would be no show without you stopping in here for the last five years. So thank you, the D-Heads for sharing the show, embracing our show, and making it what it is today. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have all kinds of things lined up coming up for the Christmas season, as next week we're kicking off our very merry month-long Christmas celebration. So get ready, as we're going to have all kinds of Christmas fun, all kinds of holiday tidbits, including special guests from some of your favorite holiday films, and so much more. So definitely get ready for that. Now, before I let you go and 
clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week. I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz, that's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so much more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to get you connected with our quirky, fun, magical little show. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, in iTunes and Stitcher Radio, subscribing at the latest shows right there on your device to enjoy and download and listen to as soon as they get released and remember you can find all of this on our official website at dizradio.com dizradio.com so all vd heads with that out of the way thanksgiving is now come and gone and we're going to be gearing up for our month-long very merry christmas celebration and next week we have somebody very special here for you somebody that embraces the entire world so i'm going to leave it at that and see if you can piece it together with a Disney holiday movie. Until next week, all of you D-heads, bow your heads, enjoy this extended weekend, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. It is the most important and also one of the things that you should truly be thankful for this weekend. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. heart with an endless joy with a growing family every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me nephew and niece to me will bring love hope and peace to me love hope and peace to me yes and every night will end and every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart open smile and with open doors I will bid you welcome what is mine it's yours with a glass raised to toast your health with a glass raised to toast your health and a promise to share the wealth promise to share the wealth I will sail a friendly course file a friendly charm on a sea of love and a thankful heart life is like a journey who knows when it ends Yes, and if you need to know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. Stop and look around you. The glory that you see is born again each day. Don't let it slip away. How precious life can be. Heart that is wide awake, I do make this promise every breath I take will be used now to sing your praise. Used now to sing your praise and to beg you to share my day. With a loving guarantee that even if we part, I'll hold you close in a thankful heart. I will hold you close in a thankful heart. In a thankful heart. 
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.